Come on. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right. The strong, the powerful John Hupalo is back on Money Savage. Welcome back, John. George, it's great to be back. Thanks for having me. Yeah, excited to have you back on. John is the founder and CEO of My College Corner. John, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Well, George, I do what I do because I just love trying to help people plan and pay for college. And it came from my personal experience, which was I spent 25 plus years in the investment banking world helping finance student loans. And when my two daughters came of college age and I was trying to get them through that process, I looked at my wife one day and said, I know you're kind of the expert in this because you're doing this day in and day in with the girl day in and day out with the girls. And, and here I am 25 years in the business and I feel like a deer in the headlights. This is just crazy. So I, I was, you know, literally going around to the soccer fields and the cocktail parties where I was living. And, you know, people were saying, oh, did you, are you doing this? Are you doing that? And getting themselves all agitated. And I knew, I knew what they were talking about was just not good information. It was wrong. A lot of myths. And so I, I teamed up with uh, Peter Mazarez, who helped start the 529 college savings business in the United States, and I said, Peter, look, I know about loans, you know about savings, let's try and help people figure out how they should pay for college. Because the reality is nobody, well, almost nobody, not a lot of people that I know, save enough to put their kids through college by writing a check. And the other side of that, just hoping that you're gonna borrow enough is a disastrous strategy. And then the third strategy that most people back then were thinking about is, well, we'll just win the financial aid lottery because, you know, boy, my kid's really smart or they can throw a football better than anybody. So they're going to get the scholarships. And the reality of all that, George, is uh, it doesn't really work that way. So we started uh, MyCollegeCorner.com and a company called Invite Education to help demystify this whole process. And it's kind of crazy, planning and paying for college and planning and paying for college in the CV. 19 world is even crazier, but we, we can talk about that hopefully as we go along. Yeah, I certainly appreciate that. What was already a, a, a challenging situation now made even more abstract and opaque with, with COVID. So we're having this conversation on May the 27th, just for a little bit of level setting. So just want to jump right into that, John. What's, what's, what's sort of top of mind for you right now with, with, with all this? Well, there, there are two things on top of my mind, George. One is I need a haircut. I haven't had a haircut <laughs> since about the middle of March. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, I'm looking around. I need a haircut. But but beyond <laughs> that, and I thank God that's my biggest problem of the day. But um, the other part of this really is that, um, you know, families are really stressed out, like you said. Um, you know, just all the personal stuff. I live in New York. For weeks here, we couldn't find food on the shelves or toilet paper or napkins or any of that. And I was at the supermarket this morning, and the shelves are all well stocked. And we're kind of out of the fear part of the period of, of what really happened since the, the middle part of March. 
And families, though, they wake up and they have the reality now if they have high school juniors or seniors or maybe they've had students who are borrowing money or they had money themselves in the student loan program that they borrowed um, or there are college students. Um, it's all upside down right now. And, and one of the realities here um, is that as much as the short term issues have really changed how we think about planning and paying for college, the long term big picture issues have not changed. You know, so I think we should really kind of parse that a little bit. And one of the very first things that comes to mind, we talk about how to get a great return on your investment in college is to try to borrow as little as possible. MyCollegeCorner.com, we have a saying that we actually trademarked, and it's, it, the phrase is this, saving a dollar today is better than borrowing one tomorrow. And the reason for that is if I borrow a dollar today, I have to pay back about two and a half times that by the time I pay the interest and the principal on that loan. So clearly, if, if parents can start thinking again or students can start thinking again about this whole concept of how do I pay for college, uh, that's really uh, the place to start. How much can I save on a, on a monthly basis or an annual basis? And look, in the CV-19 world, you know, I, I kind of joke sometimes with folks and say, you know, uh, BC, before COVID, yeah. we used to think about the world one way, and now we're trying to adjust to think about the world another way. But uh, one of the, the interesting things about, you made the note, you know, today's May 27th, and two days from now to be May 29th. Um, for those in the college savings world, that's a really, really big day. And the reason for that is the um, the numbers five two nine May twenty ninth is a, is a known, is a really important number because the college savings programs are called five twenty nine college savings programs, and the reason for that you know a little sort of off the beat a little bit but the reason for that is you know when the Congress created this program they made it section five twenty nine of the IRS code. And some folks who uh, didn't have their marketing hats on said, oh, we'll just call them 529 plans. So it's taken years and years and years for people to understand 529 is code for college savings. <laughs> um, but that's really what it is. And so 529 day, you'll see lots of interviews and newspaper articles. And right now, um, over 14 million accounts have been opened for 529 college plans. And if that's almost a third of a trillion dollars, George, has been stashed away by uh, folks across the country to save for their kids' college education. So um, that's really a fundamental thing. And when we talk about CV-19 world and, and BC, um, the fact of trying to save whatever you can for college will be helpful at the end of the day when that first bill arrives. And you say, you know what? I can now take this dollar out of my savings account and not have to borrow that dollar from the bank. And I'm in a lot better shape. So um, that's kind of top of mind for me uh, this morning is this idea around 529 day and, and the importance of a family making a plan, a reasonable plan for their own unique situation. So not everybody can go and save $100 a month, but if you can save $10 a month or $5 a month, whatever you save is a lot better than trying to borrow that money or trying to win the financial aid lottery when your student's going to become a college student. Yeah, I think that that's such great advice right there, and it doesn't need to be, to, to your point, $1,000 a month. Just get started with, with whatever. Get the account open. Get some money going in there. Um, there's just a million different reasons why that's a positive thing. So uh, just in, in terms of, of take out your crystal ball here, John, if, if all of a sudden we're all back, and when I say we, students are back on campus in the fall, is, is everything okay? 
or it's kind of a dumb thing to say, but I, I guess I'm trying to ask you what your thoughts are on the future of just higher education. Yeah, it's really interesting, George. Um, you know, yeah, okay is it means it's going to be relatively okay, and it's not going to be okay the way it was last year because there's a, there's only thing I know for sure is that this year will be very different from last year. It just has to be. And you see universities yesterday, Notre Dame came out and said, we're, we think it's important to open our campus and we're going to do that. But you already see schools doing a couple things. Now, one is they're saying, we'd like to start earlier so that if th- when Thanksgiving comes around, if there's a second wave or things aren't going so well, we might not have students come back. We're going to try to finish the semester before Thanksgiving break. Um, so that'll be a little different. No question the social distancing in the classroom will create a whole different environment. And the schools are grappling with, well, you know, do we have half the students come on one day and they, the others are taking it online and they kind of switch off? So um, clearly the schools are trying to put some – inject some kind of normalcy into the process. But here's the, here's the thing. You know, schools are businesses, Right. And their business model is hugely threatened right now. There's a lawsuit pending right now against 50 or so colleges by students who said, by the way, when you closed my campus in the in the spring this year because of covid, you gave me a remote learning experience that wasn't anywhere close to what I paid for. Right. And so I want I want a refund. And so now the schools are looking ahead, saying, OK, if this group this class action suits coming against some schools. What's going to happen in the fall if we have to open and we have to be a remote campus when the reality is uh, other programs, the true online programs like University of Phoenix and the um, Western Governors uh, University, which are true online learning experiences. They've got it all worked out there. They were not slowed by one beat They're, they All of a sudden, the traditional campus-based schools are trying to create with a remote experience. And, you know, we saw what happened on Zoom with the Zoom bombs and everything else that was going on. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be different. And I, I do think, honestly, that this COVID shock to the education system could fundamentally alter the equation of how colleges are dealing with students, but much more importantly, and I'm pro-choice for students, how students are choosing schools. They may choose to stay closer to home now. They may choose schools that have uh, smaller class sizes just for the distancing. Um, this could be a very interesting shakeout in the next year or two. Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine that, 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 that it won't be. And, you know, I, I think that perhaps the only way to answer these questions is to ask yourself the question. So what, what if, if you, if your kids were, were, school age right now or just what's what's your advice to 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 current students or would-be students on making those kinds of decisions should i take a gap year should i defer should i go to community college should i just do it through university of phoenix should i go back to notre dame right um yeah boy i'm glad i'm not <laughs> facing this yeah. situation but but you the truth of the matter is the, the way you phrase the question is really important because every family has a, a completely different risk profile and I, I told you, I, I live here in New York City, and I just see it walking down the street. You know, very early on, some people were f- 
fully masked up and gloved up before the government said we should be doing this. And today when I walk down the street, there are people now who don't have any gloves and they have the masks around their neck. And they, so everybody thinks about this risk a little different. So, so I think my advice uh, for everybody is that it's, it's really important in the selection of college or selecting a savings program or trying to figure out what's right is to understand that the unique circumstances of your family and how you think about um, not not just going to school, but just your risk profile in life in general, your financial risk, what's right. This is an opportunity to really step back and say, what's really important to me? What do I want to do? And I, I think for students, this is a, the key piece that sometimes they miss is going to college is not the goal. Going, going to college to get a degree to get the job you want to do what you're passionate about in life, that's what the goal is. Um, so if you don't have to fly across the country to go to a school and there's a school right near you that's gonna meet your need, it's gonna get you that degree that will get you that job, that will get you a chance to follow your passion, then maybe the thing to do is just stay home and, and try something a little different. Um, again, it really depends on the, the unique circumstances, but this, this this level setting that's going on. And we saw it over the last 10 or 12 weeks where, you know, a lot of us were home and um, my 26 year old daughter moved back into the apartment with us and she was uh, working here with me and my wife. And, you know, it was a chance really to start thinking about, okay, what's actually important to me? And I hope that students and families will do the same thing when they think about college. It's not just What's the big brand name school? Can I get in? Should I go? It's what do I want to do with my life? What am I passionate about? And what's my plan to get there? I think that's the best piece of advice I could give parents and students. Yeah, which is which is really, really, really great advice right there. As you're talking about that, I was I was having a flashback to my college days. And, you know, I graduated high school in 1997 and then college in 2001. And there were no online classes during that time. Uh, but I think that I very much would have taken a lot of online classes if I had the opportunity to and really what was the valid value of my college experience and then education just in general. Was it a means to an end kind of a thing? And, you know, those are I think that I would have had a difficult time answering those questions as an 18 year old um, or a 17 year old. And I guess that's where parents need to come in. Yeah, no, I, I think that's right. And the other thing um, that, that I think we're starting to see even with the how the whole change in the paradigm of where people are going to work. Are they going to work at an office? Are they going to work right. at home? And you see these big companies saying, oh, you can stay home. Well, my prediction on that, by the way, is that's going to be a fad. And it's going to last for some year or so. And then there's going to, we're going to start to see the value of the social interaction. And once we have a vaccine, of course, then it will be a whole different world again. It will be, you know, after COVID. We'll look back on the COVID thing and say, wow, I'm really glad we got through that. But until there's a vaccine, um, I think we're going to see a lot of behavior where people will try things. And the same thing with the schools, with the online or if you're working at home. I think what's going to happen is you're going to see that it's really important to have that social interaction. It's really important to meet that teacher, uh, to go to the professor after hours and get to know them. My daughter graduated uh, from a small liberal arts school in Indiana, and one of her patron saints happened to be in the computer science department, and she took a liking to Emily. <clears throat> Emily did real well, studied well, was a great student, but just by getting to know and have that interaction with Emily, all of a sudden, oh, you know, gee, I, I know that there's this research opportunity at this uh, school in North Carolina next summer. Would you be interested in that? Sort of an offhanded conversation. 
And my fear is that that really important interaction, that really those relationships that drive what we do are being lost right now. Um, and we need to find a way to restore that. So it may be popular to start taking more online courses and all, but I think it's going to run a course where we're going to get back and say, you know, there really is a value of being on a campus. There really is a value of meeting other students and knowing where they are. And then, you know, like you and I can look back now and say, oh, <laughs> that guy, wow, he did really well. And, you know, nobody really knew him in high school or college or the other side. Boy, that, you know, he was the superstar. And, but his like star was really shining in high school and he didn't do much now. So, um, you know, I, I think that is really important to, to allow people to get back into that idea that, OK, we're going to have a vaccine at some point and we're going to get back to our lives of, of being social animals and, and getting the benefit of all that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that certainly makes all the sense in the world right there. So I like it. So tell me what I can expect when I go to my college corner. Yeah, you go to mycollegecorner.com and, and we have reasonable expectation that we're going to give you really great information that is not biased. Uh, we want to be agnostic on product. I mean, go there. There are uh, right now there are webinars that are free about how to plan and pay for college. We post articles and uh, George, we put up our last interview. We'll put this one up there as well. Uh, so folks have an opportunity to, to see it at my college corner. Uh, there are written articles there. There's one uh, that we talk about tips for high school juniors, seniors, and student loan uh, borrowers navigating COVID-19. And uh, we update that. Uh, you know, great thing is that the government's actually helping student loan borrowers in a really significant way. So we want to have those kinds of resources. We have free tools for folks to use a college search, a scholarship search. Um, and then we're going to look to uh, try to find some professional help for folks who say, you know what? I think this is great, but I need to talk to somebody or I want to try and find a loan. We, we want to be to be able to provide that kind of guidance for folks as well. Nice. Certainly appreciate that. Some uh, some clarity through the fog. So Yeah, yeah, that's what we're trying to do. Exactly. <laughs> I like it. Well, John, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Well, the Savage-making tip of the day is to know what you want to do. I think we talked about it earlier, and I think having a, an idea of what your passion is and figuring out your plan to follow your passion will carry you very far. So that's the tip of the day for me, George. Well, like that is great stuff. That definitely gets come on, come on, John. Thank you for coming we go. back. Thank you for coming back on the show. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Give us the websites again. George, thanks so much. MyCollegeCorner.com. It was great to talk to you. Be well. Excellent. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show John your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to My College Corner. Check out all the great resources. Check out the webinars. Check out the blog. Um, sounds like I need to get on that with my three-and-a-half-year-old and, and seven-month-old. But And I was about to say, John, that I've got time, but the reality is that I don't because kids grow up so fast. So, <laughs> Yeah, you know that. Good for you. Sometimes they'll tell me that when they're 14 and say, uh-oh. <laughs> so use the time to your advantage, George. <laughs> That's right. Well, thank you again, John. You're welcome. Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. <laughs>